to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Welcome to this Grit and Grace Life podcast. I'm Darlene Brock, and this time of year, I've done a lot of shopping. How about you, Julie? I mean, I do a lot of shopping, period, if I'm being honest. But yes, I, I would agree. This is a shopping time of year. It is. I mean, have you been out at all of the stores? A, a couple of times. Really? You know I love online. Yeah. Oh, I I'm like, online. oh, I thought for sure you would say no. No, a, a couple of times. But have you noticed that there's like this, I don't know, I feel like it's a... A drug kind of thing where you're being you're being induced to go back or do more. Every time I get my cart full online, it says, but if you spend this much more, oh. you will get free shipping. So oh, yeah. If, and you definitely add for that. Absolutely. I buy something that is, of course, more than the shipping would be. Or, you know, you go in a store and then you say, come back next week and you'll get $10 off. You're right. It's They're, addictive. This is complete trickery and it is like a drug. Yeah. Yep. Man, apparently I'm an addict. I'm I'm Julie Graham and I'm a shopping addict. <laughs> but I mean, it is the time of year where we're buying things for people we love, which is a good thing. We get to shower the people that we care about with our thoughts of them this year. And you're right, though. Maybe we need to, you know, pull it back just a smidge. Maybe. Yeah. Just a smidge. Yeah. Well, speaking of it kind of being the end of the year, we're one week from Christmas today and we just kind of wanted to take a little bit of time and look back on 2018, the good, the bad, the medium, as you just said, <laughs> as we prayed before we started recording, because I think there is wisdom in pausing to reflect on the year you've experienced before you gear up and get ready to start fresh in the new year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we sat down and we made a list of a few things that we wanted to talk about. And for me, a big, big part of my year was releasing Raising Great Girls. Yeah. Congratulations again, by the way. Well, thank you. It was an endeavor. It was a long project and multiple edits and multiple revisions. And, you know, something that I never thought I would do. Mm. You know, asked me 10 years ago and I'd have gone, nah, nah. Don't think so. But I did. And I pulled it off. So, you know, I'm really proud of that and want to encourage other women, go for it, whatever your dream is. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely fun for me to get to watch you have to pull all those pieces together. Um, You're usually the kind who can handle everything. And I'm not saying that you didn't with this, but it was like another big project thrown on you in the midst of your already busy, chaotic life being at the helm of this ship, the Grit and Grace Project online magazine, co-hosting the show, being wife, being mom, being daughter, you know, kind of had a lot going on in your family this year. And so it was fun for me as your friend to get to watch you at the same time, really fulfill this dream that you had and knew that it was going to take a lot of grit and grace to accomplish. So that was really cool. I mean, and I love that in releasing the book, we got to party and celebrate the book and talk about the book. Um, What was your favorite part of, you know, kind of the promotion and the launch of the book? Oh, I always like going back to Nashville. I mean, I've had a lot of wonderful interviews and people I've gotten to know and meet to promote the book. But going back to Nashville for the book launch, I got to see my people, the people that I spent a whole lot of my life with in the music business. And so that for me was you know, going down memory lane, catching up on their life, catching up on mine. It was amazing. I loved it. Yeah. I, I'm actually, again, thankful that you took me on that trip. 
<laughs> Loved having you there. It was fun getting to eat way too many donuts with you. Um, <laughs> we did. Getting to completely be touristy and take my picture at all of the Nashville hotspots. I loved getting to have the launch party at Ever Eve. I mean, one, because that shop is so fun and adorable, and I got to actually shop. You did. You bought a few things, didn't I you? I did. Uh, just a few things. Don't you worry about that. Um, but getting to meet people also who were purchasing the book. It was all such a great time. Yeah, it really was. But the other part of releasing the book that I loved was dragging my daughters in for a podcast. What was the number on that podcast? That was episode 54. And yeah, that definitely was super special and sweet to get to hear them talk about you, you know, honestly, just to get to talk about you as being their mom and what it was like being a daughter with a mom who was juggling all the things, you know, building her business and also figuring out how to make them feel loved and seen and special and you know, walking out the things that you wrote about in the book. I really, really thought that was a sweet episode. I know that it wasn't, we, we kind of had to twist their arm to a do little it. Bit. They yeah, were both we be, pretty nervous about doing it, but I thought they did a great job. So if you haven't heard that one yet, you'll definitely want to go back to episode 54. Well, and I think for my takeaway on that one, Julie, and I want to encourage other moms, if you would have asked me again, in hindsight, in the middle of raising them, if I thought that the things I was doing we're going to mean what they did to them as adults. Mm. I would have gone, I don't know. I'm drowning. I don't, I'm doing my best, but is it good enough? Like every mother feels. Mm. So encouragement to moms out there, just keep at it because they, they will actually look back and go, you were a pretty darn good mom. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that day. We are nowhere (laughs) near that yet, but I take hope that one day I'll experience those moments as well. All right. I'm excited for you, Julie, and this year in your life that you have kind of taken on a new mantle. Sorry. I heard taken on a new man. (laughs) I have not, but maybe 2019. (laughs) But yes, you're right. I did take on a new, I took on a new mantra. Let's go with that. Okay. Let's go with that. Um, Yeah. For me, 2018, I mean, So you may or may not know, friends, if you haven't been listening to the show very long, at the end of 2017, my husband of nearly 12 years unexpectedly passed away. So obviously that was a really big deal, turned my life upside down in a lot of ways. So 2018 for me was, I kind of have called it my year of yes. Mm -hmm. I, I said yes to a lot of things that I didn't have the freedom or the bandwidth or the confidence to do, you know, in years prior. And so I I did a lot of fun, different things this year that I realized I, I had been missing in my life. And so that meant um, a lot of time focusing on me. It meant a lot of time focusing on my son, Lincoln. It meant a lot of time figuring out who I am and who I want to be and what I want to keep about my old self and how I want to grow and develop. So it has been a fun, busy year for me. Well, and I think turning it on its head where a lot of people leaving difficult situations like that and having to deal with a new life would go, no, I can't, you know, maybe I, I'm not strong enough or whatever. I saw you barrel into <laughs> things that you, you know, you may have felt a little bit nervous about, but you yeah. went for. So, you know, hat off, hats off to you there, Julie Graham. Well, and I also, this is going to sound schmoozy, but I mean, I think part of the reason I was able to do it was because you were in my corner encouraging me to do it. Like there were times where I was like, uh, I think I might be trying to do too much. I might be traveling too much. I mean, I traveled on an airplane, I think eight times this year. 
That is a lot for me. It I was mean, that's a lot, to, period. Okay, you just need to know when you said, well, Lincoln and I have to get up at like some ungodly hour, 4 like a.m., and yeah. we have two layovers, and we will be in airplanes for like seven hours. You know, in my head, I went, that's pretty nuts. But I went, you could do it. <laughs> you totally did just tell me I could do it. So you thought it was crazy? Um, well, I thought bit. it was a little challenging, but you <laughs> did it, awesome. didn't you? Yeah. I totally did it because you made it sound like it was going to be nothing. <laughs> you were awesome. Good. <laughs> you See, totally encourage me. your friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But you know what? I'll even just say, like, I thought that it was a little bit crazy. But then on the back end of it, I realized that, you know, I had it in me as a mom to challenge my son. I'm about to cry. To challenge my son to do things that I would have just said he can't do. Like, I just thought he can't do it. But to me, this year was about really investing in time with my family. And my family wanted to go to Wyoming. <laughs> and we had to take three planes to get there. And I'm not a Wyoming kind of chick. <laughs> no. I'm not. It's not at all. <laughs> but we did it because that was the culture of this year. And now my kid, he loves to travel. And so now I know that about him and I know that about us. And that's going to be something that we do going forward. That if you would have asked me in 2017, if I would take my son on a three plane trip to Wyoming, I would have laughed at you and said, absolutely not. Right. And you did it and it was successful. I figured it out. You did. Yeah. And, and the fruit of spending time with my family on that trip has actually been one of the biggest blessings of my year. So I'm so thankful that that was just part of what God had for me this year. Mm -hmm. Julie, I am so glad for the multiple times you've been with your family this year. And, you know, family is so amazingly important. And as you know, I lost my mom about a month ago, a little over a month ago. And so I've had to deal with the uh, grieving process and the challenge of that loss. And as I've mentioned before, my mom and I had a challenging relationship. It was good, and we we ended well. Um, but grieving that relationship is different than the others. And at this point, I have lost my husband's mother and father, my father and my mother, and they were all different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched you, you know, these last few months leading up to her passing, and it was good for me to watch you almost being prepared for her to go and being intentional about spending time with her and having conversations that I knew that you wanted to have, but that doesn't make it any easier when she actually did pass. And so it's been interesting to see you and the way you've kind of been the glue in your family, which I mean, is anyone surprised that Darlene is the glue in her family? No, not at all. Um, but I'm proud of you for the way that you've handled that and processed that. Not that it's over, just so you know, you know, you know, your grief isn't over, right? Yeah, I like, do. It's going to take some more time. Yeah. I actually just reshared on my social media pages the other day, the article that Amber Cohen wrote for us at the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. It's called what your grieving friend really wants you to know. And I reshared it because, I mean, I'm, what, eight, 15 months out from my husband's passing, mm-hmm. and it still hits me in new waves and in new ways. And so that's the thing about grief. It's, mm-hmm. It is different for every person and for every relationship. So, yeah, and since I've lost all four, and every one of them were different, that, that article is even more meaningful to me, my Mother-in-law died of cancer. It was a long process. My father-in-law uh, passed away at 
89 years of age, having lived an amazing life, and he was ready for heaven. And that I love had, when you guys talk about him. He seems like such an amazing man, like oh, a man of such legacy. Absolutely was. And so that was, we grieved him, but we rejoiced at the mm-hmm. same time. And then, you know, my father, which I've written about at the Grit and Grace Project, I lost him to suicide when he, you know, a long time ago. And every one of those created a different grief process. And I think that's important to realize for someone that you know that's grieving is it could be different for them. Love them in their grief process. Love them in how they're dealing with whatever the relationship was or how they have to process it and be sensitive to it. Yeah, I'm even thinking of as we're recording this, we're a couple weeks out from Christmas and I'm thinking of people I know who are grieving and this will be their first year celebrating, you know, these holidays without their loved one. And I just think sometimes as grit and grace women, we got to remember that there are always people around us who are going through difficult things, going through great things. And those emotions all coexist and they all hit us in different ways. And so I'm going to link it in the show notes to that grieving article and actually also to another one that I think will be helpful if this is your first holiday without um, someone that you love that you are missing. So Julie, I know that you have stepped up to do something this year that a lot of people might go, well, Julie Graham, I don't know why you would have to go find a therapist that can help you work through things. But again, I'm really proud. I laugh at somebody who would say that. (laughs) (laughs) I am really proud of you this year because you've stepped up in a lot of ways. And this is just one more that you have chosen to commit yourself to. Yeah. So another part of my year of yes was, yes, I will finally start trying to deal with some of my junk. (laughs) You're welcome, everyone. You're welcome. Um, And that's definitively what you say when you go in a therapist's office. Oh, yes. Got some junk for you. (laughs) Ready? You you won't believe what I did this week. (laughs) Sometimes I do actually start the session like that. Oh, poor Zoe. Yeah, I did. I started doing therapy this year, which has been so good and so hard. Uh, good and hard, but that's a good thing, right? Sometimes it is a good we thing. have to do things that are hard yes. because they will be good for us. So if you've listened to the show for any length of time, if you visit us regularly at the Grit and Grace Project, you probably recognize the name Dr. Zoe Shaw. Um, and she's been a writer with us for, I don't know, a couple of years at yeah. least of the three years that we've had the site. And she joined us on several episodes of the podcast. And after Listening to her spout such wisdom on the show, I realized I should be giving her money and asking her questions that are specific to my life. Instead of just doing (laughs) it in the show. Instead of just trying to slyly get the conversation of the podcast where I needed it to be. And so, yeah, so we've been doing our weekly sessions now for a while, and it's been so good for me because she has taught me how to actually sit with my feelings, <laughs> which is harder than you might think, for me at least. And it's been really, really helpful. So every week when it's time to talk to Zoe, I try to think if there's an excuse for why I can cancel the appointment. <laughs> and most of the time I don't. And I appreciate the way that she's investing in my life. So yeah, okay. that's been a big deal. For those out there who are contemplating, thinking maybe this would be good for me, mm-hmm. what where's your starting point, Julie? Well, actually, I mean, I think that first I want to just kind of help remove the stigma of there doesn't have to be something really big and wrong in your life to need therapy. So yes, my husband passed away and that was kind of the, 
it was the catalyst for me to realize that I really needed to start getting some one-on-one help to process that loss. Mm-hmm. But actually, we just keep kind of kicking it on back to my childhood, oh, and that's where we've do. been spending a lot of time. Yeah. So, I mean, my childhood was difficult. I had a lot of trauma. Not being raised by my parents brought a lot of difficulty into my life. And although now it's full circle, I have an amazing relationship with my mom. And, you know, kind of like I said earlier, that this year has been very important to me to spend significant time with my family, bonding with them, deepening our relationship. There's still a lot for me to process in those years where I didn't have that depth of relationship. And she's really helped me to walk through that um, in an intentional slow, purposeful way. Well, and I think even in the healing process that you're going through about that part of your life, you're building amazing relationships with your family and they, you, it's not one way. It's, I love watching as you grow together. I feel like I've been able to have really mature conversations with my family, even being able to say, Hey, those, those years, that we didn't spend quality time together. You know, while I was married, we didn't spend a lot of time with my family. And that it, I have been able to say, I'm sad that I missed that time. I'm, I'm mad that I missed time. And so today I get to choose to invest more. And that's a new decision I'm making going forward. And having Zoe to help me process all of that has been so, so huge. And then honestly, we talk about things that I'm going through right now in my life. And of course we talk about my loss. Um, I think that there's an idea that you have to have be going through something very difficult and heavy and hard in order to need therapy. And, and I just want to say that that's not true that we all have things that we believe about ourselves or about our circumstances that probably aren't true and yet affect every decision we make, every circumstance we walk through. And having somebody to help you process those things is a really, really good option. So I can't recommend therapy enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, every week I think she says, hey, Dar, are you thinking about it? (laughs) (laughs) I actually have been saying that to you a lot recently. (laughs) Um, So if you're looking for somebody, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say you could reach out to Zoe. She lives in California. We're in Florida. And we do our, our sessions remotely thanks to technology. And so she's not the only one who does that. You could find somebody who can meet with you remotely. I would recommend Zoe. I also would recommend if you're not quite sure if the thing you might be struggling with warrants weekly therapy, go check out the Ask Dr. Zoe column that we have at the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Maybe you just submit a question there to kind of get that conversation going and and hear what she might have to say speaking into the issue that you might be struggling with because that column has been really successful for us, right? Yeah, it absolutely has. And sometimes the answer, the full answer is in what she offers you. Sometimes she'll say, here's what you need to unpack and she will suggest take it a little bit further, but it's a good starting place. So if you have something on your heart or mind, we strongly promote, send it to ask Dr. Zoe. Yep. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can find that. Or you could go listen to episode four where she joined us. And basically she helps you kind of unpack if it might be time for you to seek some one-on-one therapy. Well, Julie, you, I mean, you know my life. Uh, so, you know, this what year, you tell me, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. which is a whole lot. Um, but this year I also had some great news. I've got a second grandbaby coming. Oh, it's so exciting. I know a little girl, Yay. my youngest daughter, Chelsea is going to have a baby. So fun. Yeah, it is. But you know, Chelsea, 
you know, my, yeah, we're not going to see this baby. You're not going to see this baby. I mean, we see Brock baby. everywhere, but yeah. we're not going to see this baby. Lauren will show you Brock in all his glory multiple times a day on social media. <laughs> Chelsea, the digital footprint for her child will be non-existent. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get to see the baby's footprint, but that'll be about it. Yeah. Right? Be, well, no, I've already said I'm going to take a picture of the baby's foot and post it, of her hand and post it. And, you know, little snippets. You're not going to see the whole baby. You're just going to see body. <laughs> parts. Now, if you assemble them all, you may see the child. You're that invested. Yeah, you're, you're that invested. But, you know, she's she's a little bit private. She's a school teacher, so she's a little sensitive. But I am so excited that we're going to have a little girl. Now I can buy even more cute clothes. I know. Ooh, you're, you could go and shop some of our friends yeah. that we've it's met true. at the Good and Grace Project. Yeah. There are so many adorable things for, for a little girl. It's been so exciting to watch you get ready to be Noni again to a little girl. Can't wait. I can't wait to meet her. Will I get to meet her? Do you think Chelsea will let me meet her? Yeah, she'll, she'll probably be afraid that I'll post her on my social media. <laughs> she will. Before you meet her, she will tell you, now you know. <laughs> Off limits. I have plenty of friends who say to me, you know, you can't post this on your social media. And then I'll be like, well, then why are we doing it? (laughs) Half kidding, half kidding. That's a really cool thing that has happened for you this year. But you know what? Speaking of social media, that makes me think of, we actually issued a challenge this year because this is something where we, you and I are different. You, like you said, you don't post as much. I post a lot. Uh And that could be the kind of thing that makes you like, kind of clash with another woman, like oh, she posts everything or she never posts anything. Yeah. And I love how you and I are like, yeah, we're super different, but we're still friends. And that's part of what makes our relationship work. Well, Why can't we all be that way? Exactly. And don't judge what somebody else posts, don't, or doesn't post, you know, it's not ours to judge. And I think a lot of the women in our tribe at the Grit and Grace Project are with us. I mean, we had that social media board that went out that said, I will not judge others or react when I'm judged on social media because I'm a strong woman of grit and grace. And we had thousands of women join us, hundreds sharing that, hundreds agreeing to be that kind of woman. So I love that about the women who are part of what we're doing here at the Grit and Grace Project. That's who we want to be. And I know, you know, you're, you, you will probably be posting at some point your, or have dabbled in your new wave in life, this new frontier that you found yourself in. It's called dating. <laughs> I like that you called it a frontier. <laughs> it uh, is. That made me think of Wyoming. <laughs> I'm, I'm so outdoorsy now. Um, yeah, I mean, I have... I Okay, I guess we're going there. I did. I started dating in 2018. It's been very fun, if I'm being honest. It's actually been very fun. Um, it's been a little weird. Okay, don't judge her for that. I think it's great that it's been very fun. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, it's been fun. It's been weird. It's been ridiculous. I have done ridiculous things, like nothing bad, but like I've made stupid mistakes because I'm like a total bad newbie at dating. <laughs> I have accidentally sent the... Oh, uh, uh, can I? should I tell the one story? Like, you know, lots of stories. You're like, yeah, which story am yeah. <laughs> I telling you? But I did the most embarrassing thing. So I was, I was meeting a guy for a first date and it was a first date with somebody that I actually already knew a little bit. So I was nervous, whatever. I didn't know what I should wear. And so I was texting one of my girlfriends pictures of what I was thinking about wearing. And so, um, and meanwhile, while I'm texting her, I told Siri to text him to let him know that I would be leaving soon. And then I went to send another text to my girlfriend saying, this is what I'm going to wear. Like I've decided this is the final outfit. So I sent her the picture of what I'm wearing. And I said, 
I added the denim jacket to catch all the nervous sweat. <laughs> and I and? sent this picture to her. And then he responded, you always look nice. And I thought, what is he saying? What does he mean I look nice? And in my horror, I realized I had sent the photo of what I was wearing With and the, the sweat conversation. The fact that I was wearing a jacket to catch nervous sweat to this boy I was meeting for a coffee date. Darlene, I have issues. You no, you just have expediency. And Siri, you they need to develop a Siri for Julie. All right, Siri, sort out who she means to send messages I to. I do need like a little guard on my you texting. Do. Are you sure you want to send this yes. to John Smith? Or it's did like, you want to send this right. to Jane Doe? You know You're how they right. have the do you really mean to delete it? There needs to be one of those for you. Did you really mean to send that to this person? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> That would be amazing. So yes, I started dating this year. It's been very fun. It's been very weird. I um, am enjoying that new part of my life. I actually wrote an article about it if you want to read it because I had some people who maybe were surprised that I was already dating. You and I have talked about this, of course, offline that I think some people weren't ready for me to date. And, you know, went ahead and told me they weren't ready for me to date. And I'm so, you know, be bold and just be you that I felt like I needed just to go ahead and explain why I was um, ready to, you know, open this next chapter in my life. And so I'll link it in the show notes if you want to read a little bit about kind of how I came to the decision that I was ready to date. I'll put that into the show notes. And honestly, it, it felt it came after having a very heartfelt conversation on episode 56 with um, Ashby, another writer at the Grit and Grace Project who was widowed. Yeah. And I think, again, like we do in everything, we don't need to put our opinion or our feeling into someone else's life. We just need to support them. And if they, you know, if they stray somewhere and they send the wrong text to the wrong person, you can go, hey, that wasn't a good idea. Or if they're dating somebody that you wonder about, let them work it out. If they don't, have a conversation if you're supposed to. But you know, in reality, we just need to support one another as we're finding our way in this this life journey. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we want to be here at This Grit and Grace Life, a place where we can support you in your journey, whatever you might be going through. So maybe you're listening to our year in review and it's kind of got your wheels turning of your own year in review. Maybe this has been an amazing year for you. I hope so. But more likely than not, it's maybe been a year that has been trying for you. Maybe you're finding yourself anxious as this year comes to a close. I hope that you can be encouraged as you listen to what we've been through and how we rely on each other. And ultimately, we rely more on our faith. We do. Absolutely. If you are dealing with that anxiety that many of us at different seasons in life deal with, there's a podcast that I absolutely loved with Jen Ledger. It's uh, podcast 44, and you would think someone like her doesn't deal with this, and yet she unpacked it so well that she does and how she copes. So I would encourage you to go back and listen to that one. If there's anything we've learned this year by connecting with our listeners and friends at the Grit and Grace Project, it's that anxiety can be really strong and high among women. And so if you're struggling with that, you are not alone. Um, one of our most liked posts of the year, Dar, um, mm -hmm. you know, obviously I run our social media, um, but probably the most liked post that we had this year actually said, all anxiety bows in the presence of Jesus. 
Oh, and that is the truth. That is the truth. Yeah, and as we're celebrating, we're coming into the season celebrating Christ's birth. It's a great reminder that he came to this earth to meet all of our needs. Mm -hmm to be all of our peace. And so we hope that as you've listened to this episode, you're actually overcome with a sense of peace, knowing that regardless of how this year has gone for you or what you might be anxious of or looking forward to in the coming year, ultimately this is all about finding our hope, finding our peace, finding our joy, finding even our grit and our grace in our faith, the God who loves us and showed us by sending us Jesus. So we're going to take a little time off to celebrate that. We're actually taking our first break ever <laughs> on podcasting after what, this, this is our 71st episode, right? It is. That's right. And we're taking two weeks off to two celebrate weeks. both Christmas and New Year's, but we will be coming back strong with new episodes every Tuesday, starting again in 2019. So from us to you, your friendly co-host, we want to say a very Merry Christmas a very happy new year. Thanks for doing this year with us. We hope you enjoy these holidays with your family and friends. Julie, we can't end this episode and this year without thanking our team. And you know what? I want to mention who they are. We have Ashley, our managing editor, Bethany, marketing assistant, Megan, who just joined us to help with editorial, and Tess, too, because Tess and Megan came in because Ashley's going to be having a baby soon. No, so fun. Yeah. So then there are boys. We I have, know. Yeah, People we have boys on the team. are surprised that there are boys on this team. No, they're really men. valuable. Yeah, well, yeah, they are men. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right, let's start with Mark. He is our marketing director, Mick, who does SEO, which we've discovered what that is. Look it up if you want to <laughs> know. Mick. Yep. Tim, who's... Developed and designed our website. He speaks code. I speak English. Absolutely. Yep. And Justin, our podcast editor, who makes this sound better when we mess up. Well, and then the biggest shout out, I think, should go to the man behind the curtain, I like to call him. And that is Dan the man, Dan your man, <laughs> um, the co-founder of the Grit and Grace Project, who really supports every single thing we do and probably is ultimately our biggest fan. Yeah, he So is. thank you to our entire team. We mm -hmm. love you. And we would not be doing this show if it weren't for all of them. So I guess in true Grit and Grace lifestyle, we'll catch you on the next one. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.